from Plant Lab in Austin, Texas, this is Stacker News Live! Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of Stacker News Live! My name is Carr, and we are headed to 2023 with a bang. Keon, what's up? How's your week? Uh, it was a good, it was a good week. I think it was, it was Christmas. This snow was last weekend. Christmas is great. Santa came. Did he give you one of these? He gave me a candy cane. Nice. <laughs> you probably got cold, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I was freezing. <laughs> what'd you, what'd you Dude, get? Everybody, everybody, everybody hit me up. They're like, are you really freezing? Like, uh, wow, you guys care. Thank you. Yeah, it was great. I don't know. It's been, uh, Pleb Lab has been kind of slow. Because of the ho- everyone's gone for the holidays, which is nice. Car and I get some alone time. Yeah, it was just me and you. Yeah, uh, just partying here and blah blah. Then you guys had the great Austin Bitcoin Design Club Wednesday uh, yeah. meetup, which was great. Let's just keep getting better. There was a third one. Yeah, it was so good, dude. So yeah. good. It was excellent. Good. We reviewed the Mutiny Wallet. Yeah, the, I love the critique part. I love uh, and I like all of Sahil's articles. Do I say that right? Is it Sahil? Sahil. Sahil. Okay, everyone's what I call him. I call him Say. I want to say call Say Sahil. But anyway, uh, you ready to get in these top stories? Yeah, let's get into the top five stories of the week. The first one is problems in layer zero, social attacks on Bitcoin. So if you don't know, I think you've been saying this for a while, but layer zero is for people. And uh, this, this thread is from, or this post is from Berkland. He had over uh, 3,700 sats. And 10K boost. We got 24 comments on the thing. He's basically talking about how a PSYOP is is happening from the old uh, establishment that's uh, waging war against Bitcoin. And uh, he goes into a long discussion. It's really, really, really like thought-provoking stuff. But, um, dude, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. What do you think? I thought it was really well-written. It makes a strong, like a pretty strong case that uh, this this is probably the most likely, like most likely to succeed attack vector on Bitcoin at this stage. Um, and, you know, and, and kind of backs it up. I don't, if you know, like central banking history, uh, it's pretty consistent with that. And that it, you know, central banks are more or less created by bankers. Uh, and then uh, they also created it such that they uh, run the central bank in addition and so it is this kind of this rather incestuous thing that gets like kind of presented as like something that's like good for everyone. But it, you know, as we, as most of us understand now, mostly favors bankers, uh, which is no surprise given they run it. Um, but it kind of points to like uh, the CBDC is like the alternative is like the alternative to Bitcoin. And that might be, um, you know, motivation for a psyopness out of Bitcoin is like instead redirecting our attention to kind of a CBDC type thing. Um, but, but, but the gist of the article from my reading is that it's really important that we, uh, we mostly defend ourselves against these psychological attacks. Cause this is kind of, this is our, like the cycle, like our own frame and our own point of view on what sound money is and, and what the properties of money should have is like the last, our, our like last effort, our last defense against something like a CBDC or uh, the alternatives. And if that breaks, it's over. Bitcoin is over. Like nearly anything in Bitcoin can break, 
but the social layer really, we have to preserve that social layer above all else. Uh, Tony Giorgio links to an article in the comments, the un, the onion model of blockchain security. And it kind of describes this exactly where you kind of have all these layers, uh, to block quote unquote blockchain security. We can just think of it as Bitcoin security where social guarantees are at, at the, at the center of the onion. And you can almost re you can like, it's basically, basically implying you can regrow all the other layers from, from that central layer. And so if, you know, uh, for, for whatever reason, mining, mining breaks, uh, there's like, you know, there's, a hash, hash, the shot 256 hash collisions discovered or, uh, something about the cryptography breaks, whatever that, that can all, we can always fork away from that. So long as there's a really strong social layer to support consensus changes like that into the future. But if that social layer breaks, we're, we're screwed. Um, yeah, I think one of the things that he probably didn't, I mean, it's, 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 it's an amazing piece here on Stacker News on the front page, but like, it's, um, I think the one thing that he didn't touch on is the, the darkness on both sides of, of, uh, of, of either side of red versus blue or whatever you want to call the attacks that are coming in. Um, and you kind of saw it this week with the whole Tate news and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, you're really, I think I was talking about this with Vlad this week. I really feel like 2020, 2022 was just like this necessary year of like the, all the, everything came home to roost kind of thing. It really felt like that. And, um, this, this piece touches on it remark, like just really, really well. And like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. We're in it. We are in it. He says that he's going to, he's been releasing a post every week on Stacker News. He also had a to top post last week. Oh yeah. But, uh, he has a ghost. He has a ghost. You can subscribe to him there, but he's been releasing them here. And he says next week he'll cover some thoughts on how to, how maybe we can do this as a community in terms of defending ourselves against, um, psyops like this. I kind of hate, I kind of hate the word psyop because it's, I feel like it's overused in context and it, it implies more, I don't know, more kind of like weirdness than I think it, it needs to. It's really humans are incentivized to like maintain their nut. Like the bankers are going to maintain their nut. They're going to like prevent people from encroaching on what they, what they see as like theirs. And they're going to do whatever necessary to like uh, prevent that from happening. And Bitcoin is certainly a threat, I think, to that. Um, yeah. And you kind of see, you kind of see it already happening. And I think he does touch on this in the post where like you have like, you know, like the whole Atlas, was it the Atlas and thing that, um, and uh, was it, what's the name of that? Freaking big conglomerate. Oh, uh, Atlassian. Rock. Yeah. BlackRock and they're oh, BlackRock. They're, yeah. They're with oh. Coinbase and, and you're already kind of seeing that those moves kind of happen behind the scenes. Not really talking about it uh, in the greater, you know, media space, but here in Bitcoin, we kind of know what's going on and it's, uh, yeah, that they're already, they're making their move man. and it's, uh, it's interesting to see. You know what I don't think, I, I think, I think I've discovered what I don't like about the word PSYOP. What I don't like about the word PSYOP is it implies like there's like a centralized organization. Cabal. Yeah. A cabal that's doing the PSYOP and it's more so a decentralized set of, it's like a people, a bunch of people who are decentralized with the same set of incentives, which is to maintain the current banking system and, or, you know, maintain the kind of current corporate structure, uh, and central, their centralized control over things. And I think it, you know, ultimately it looks a lot like a centralized PSYOP just because their incentives are so similar, but that's kind of beside the point, but 
Very good article. Overall. Yeah, very great article. I would also just give a berkland.ghost.io. Check it out. Um, you should put some tipping on there on his site. Just throw like... Um, yeah, throw maybe a mash wallet on there. Or something. something. Yeah. Maybe an LB. Get LB one, yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll, telling you, people will donate. Um, cool. The next post is... What's it actually like to use Bitcoin in El Salvador? So Joe Nakamoto, if you guys don't know who he is, he's a stacker, but he also was at the El Salvador conference. And what was interesting about Joe was he was the ones that he was the he was the person that uh, Stacy happened to call out on stage, uh, which totally she didn't mean it was pointed at him, just saying that you're you're the enemy <laughs> as far as like the media mainstream media. Now Coin Telegraph doesn't really post on Stacker News very often. But it was cool to see this post. And he actually goes through the whole thing. If you click on it, Keon, he actually goes through the whole process of what it was like, um, you know, using Bitcoin in El Salvador. And he he goes through like his whole week of him doing it. Uh, what do you think about the post, Keon? Yeah. I mean, I I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I mean, he basically basically says that education, the the like big takeaway for me was that education is kind of lacking in El Salvador. He, he describes like several situations where he tries to go and pay and they, he, he thinks he's going to pay in lightning, but they're paying on base layer. He has to explain to them what lightning is. He, he, he describes one situation where he goes to a gas station and they don't accept any kind of Bitcoin payment at all, which is apparently illegal in El Salvador, given the Bitcoin law that recently passed. But, uh, did you see the comment? There was a comment inside the, uh, inside the, uh, stacker news post where somebody said, Oh, you should have used, uh, <laughs> A, uh, a, a, not a ride sharing car app, but it was like a, uh, you should have rented your car cause you could have, uh, paid with Bitcoin and not have left a deposit. Uh, and that he was talking about that and he's gonna have to check that out. Um, I, 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 I personally think like, I think El Salvador is like a great destination place. I want to go to it. It looks like the Bitcoin paradise, um, uh, or whatever you want to call it. But dude, I, I have fine using Bitcoin here in Austin. Um, I don't know. What do you think? You use Bitcoin here in Austin? Yeah. You think we're competitive with El Salvador? No, I don't think we're competitive at all. At all. I'm just kind of surprised they're not using like the, the Bitcoin company app or like the Oshi app. Like that's how I get by with a lot of the stuff here. I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I think, I mean, in the case of the Bitcoin company, you're buying gift cards that they're, you're basically using fiat rails for paying with Bitcoin in the case, in the case of, in the case of using gift cards like that. And Oshi is more, is sort of, it can be either depending on what the merchant sets up, but you're using like Bitcoin rails to give them fiat. It kind of, it kind of depends on the setup, but yeah, I mean, th those are more so hacks. I think he, his article is describing in El Salvador, him literally just paying Bitcoin to someone who's receiving Bitcoin and storing it as Bitcoin. Um, yeah, that's, um, <laughs> it's bigger. You you know, know, one of the things he mentions you know, in uh, the article is how, in El Salvador, everyone knows what Bitcoin is. He said that was like, he said that was like really unique among all the places he's traveled is near, you know, everyone kind of understands it at a very high level. Um, they might not understand the difference between Bitcoin or lightning. They might not like fully grok the, like the technology or the importance of it, but they kind of get that it's a thing. And, and he said that that was like truly unique and like, he was really impressed by that. I interrupted you though. What were you going to say? No, I, I need to go. I need to go to El Salvador to really comment on this. I, I just haven't been there. So thank you for posting this, Joe. This is, this is an epic. I enjoyed reading. It was awesome. Yeah. Great. Well-written post. You can tell he writes, he writes a lot because it, it's very easy to read. And, 
you know, Joe said, Joe said in the comments that he has been a long time lurker said, gracias. I'm a long time lurker and love it. I nice. finally thought I'd put up a public well, profile. I'm glad that he had the journalistic integrity to go out there in El Salvador to write this piece to me. That's a, that's awesome. Yeah. Just not writing it from wherever. <laughs> from afar, yeah. yeah. Australia. Uh, yeah. The next post is think Bitcoin is inevitable. Think again. Complacency is the enemy of Bitcoin. This is from nerd to ninja, uh, had 2,300 sats, uh, 19 comments on it. Um, this, this post was kind of, uh, interesting. He was, he was commenting on the Luke Dasher post that he had written about the historical context of Bitcoin. And he, he's advocating for mode, more nodes. At least that's how I gathered it. What did you think about it, Keon? Yeah, that is, that is more or less what he's saying is that if you look at this graph that Luke Dash Jr. has on his website, you can see that the number of nodes is not near its all-time high, which was in 2018. It was something like we had 200K nodes. It looks like we've, we've kind of dropped off quite a bit. Right now we have around 5,000 listening nodes. And a listening node being a node that you can like get old blocks from. You can request old blocks and get them from them. And then we have non-listening nodes, which is like kind of the default on something like an umbral where they're not, they're not going to send you their, their old blocks. Uh, there's about 50 K of them, but it's a significant drop off of, of where we were before. Do you and think it's because of the, just the bear market? Like it just, no, I mean, if you look at it, it is not really, there's not really much. I mean, there's some change, I guess, I guess it looks like January. We, January, we had quite a few more. We had something like 70K nodes. And so we've dropped down maybe like 30% or so. It's not, uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm, it's probably somewhat correlated to price, I would guess. It I mean, this looks almost like a price chart in some regard. Yeah. But I think it, it depends on a lot of things. Like, you know, I bet this big, this big uptick in January, 2021 was umbral. And then, oh, and then coming out and making it really easy to run a node. Um, yeah. And then maybe some of this drop off, we've had articles written about how maybe people stopped running their nodes. Privacy, Tor, um, the, the bugs. Yeah. It could be Tor issues. Could be people are just like, this is too much work and they stop, they, they lose interest or whatever. I don't know, but I thought, I mean, I think the sentiment uh, is really strong in Bitcoin. And this is one of the reasons I'm bullish on Bitcoin is like, we all kind of realize how important our kind of roles are and how we, we, we shouldn't be complacent and we should all be running our own nodes. We should be like establishing the rule set that we, we want to see moving forward, that kind of stuff. I mean, this goes, this extends to like any kind of protocol development, uh, any kind of application development. Like if we begin losing our, that social, this is like part, this is also part of that social layer too, is like all of us being motivated, like motive, so motivated by our principles that we're willing to spend the time to run a node and support the network and stuff. I just think there hasn't been a, a really great, um, like home run product. And I think the ones that we have already are, are doing great things and hopefully they can get there, but there just hasn't been like this breakaway, uh, piece of hardware that, that you, you lust over having, um, Mm. So I think, I think once we get that kind of product, I think we'll, I think we'll see more adoption because at the end of the day, I mean, do you remember when was it 2018 or 2017, they tried to do this whole mining in a box and then they like, and everybody wanted one, that's all you would hear about. And then that thing turned out to be a whole other thing. But I think there's something about really great design, hardware design, really easy 
interfaces to use. And um, that's not an excuse to run your own node. I'm just saying, I think it would help with more global adoption. So I think, yeah, it would help. It would help a certain class of people maybe to start running them. I'm not sure, you know, it's not like an iPhone, like nothing's going to compete because an iPhone, like you, you experience your whole life through your iPhone, but you don't really experience your whole life through a node. A node is mostly just a piece of software that kind of runs and it's not very interactive. So I want, I'm, I'm, I think it's probably less significant in terms of the UX being great as a relative to like something like a phone, but turn every phone into a node. Should mention this post was also stolen from our Bitcoin. Uh, was it? Yeah. Reddit nerd. Are you yeah. guys fighting with Reddit now? Uh, I do not. I don't know of a fight if we're having one, but I think nerd to ninja just like stole it and posted here. It was, I'm, I'm glad he, I'm glad he put it here. Uh, but he could have just linked to it if he wanted to. Um, but yeah, a lot of, and like it's pretty good back and forth in the comments uh, about most of this stuff, it, mostly in agreement. I think, you know, this is kind of a, a Bitcoin way of thinking about things. Most, most of us who are on Stacker News already agree with this. Yeah. You need to uh, push the node propaganda. Push, yeah, push out, get more node operators and just get people to stop being complacent. But Bitcoin success is not inevitable. Uh, it's re- like Bitcoin success is reliant on us all continuing to work on it. And Absolutely. And we'll talk more about how grassroots movements can actually do some things. Um, The next top story is proposal create private LSP liquidity service providers for businesses. This is by Darthcoin, one of my favorite snackers. Um, 1,500 sats, 17 comments. He talks a lot about uh, liquidity for business. And he explains a lot of the uh, situations that are kind of stopping businesses from um, becoming onboarded to Bitcoin. Keon, this is a really high level stuff. What, what are you, uh, what did you make of this? Yeah. I mean, I know, so my, my, uh, recollection with Darth coin is he spent quite a bit of time onboarding merchants. He's known several like merchants personally that he's onboarded. So he has like quite a bit of familiarity with this. And I think he's pretty passionate about onboarding businesses, but he kind of breaks down what the options are. And to be honest, they're not great. Um, wow. Really? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like he lists out kind of like what a, what a business needs to do to accept lightning and, you know, kind of the Bitcoin ideal way. And it's, it's, it's kind of complicated. They need to, they need to have hardware for a node and they need to, and it needs to be reliable. Um, and they need to have capital to start to get liquidity. Uh, you need to have knowledge about Bitcoin and, you know, that's like a learning curve in itself. Many people probably don't, end up running a Bitcoin node and, you know, a year or two into their like journey down the rabbit hole. And then all the patience necessary to do all these things, you kind of, you know, and then he kind of iterates on this and he's like, well, you could also, you have a Bitcoin node and you can connect to a good LSP, but all the same requirements still kind of exist, but you don't have that like capital requirement that you might have. So you kind of, you kind of gain that. And then I think the, the third option here is kind of what he's proposing in general is like LSPs, like more people who are, who are building solutions designed for this type of use case where someone can, uh, someone can run, a business can run their own node. And then this, this LSP makes sure they have, uh, enough liquidity going to them for like some kind of fee or something. Um, which is a solution. I mean, it doesn't solve, it doesn't solve all the problems, but he, he says that like, you can use something like voltage or noddle and you can get, uh, you know, you can get a fairly easy onboarding process that way. And then, you know, the LSP will take care of some of the lightning stuff for you and then possibly 
do swapping in and out. Um, do you think, do you think it has more to do with just like education? You think that's just such an easy thing to say here as far as like, Oh, there's just not enough content out there around how to set up this. And I think it's still too hard. That's my, that's my, the UX is still too difficult. Um, I don't, I mean like how much would I pay as a, if I'm a merchant, would I pay two to 3% to not have to spend a year learning about a new technology on all the transactions coming through my business? I might, I think, I think the, I think we need to make the UX the thing, the thing with like a Fiat UX and we've met people, like I know people who do sales for like, you know, these like Clover payment systems or the square payment systems. Mm-hmm. And they, they have whole, whole dedicated sales teams that are like have massive incentives to kind of onboard these businesses. And so that the UX of onboarding is taken care of by these sales reps. And then also like the hardware is great. It kind of does everything it needs to you literally, you know, they have customer service support, like all, like the UX of getting onboarded is, is like significantly better in Fiat, even if the fees are high. So I think that's really, I think that's really it. It's like better UX in terms of like the, the personal side. And then also I think, you know, the, you know, one button click for liquidity solutions, node running, that kind of stuff also uh, significant here. Cause, cause otherwise the businesses are motivated because they save those, those credit card fees, but, um, those credit card fees might be worth paying if the, otherwise they have to like spend a lot of time doing stuff. I found kind of funny, Tony, uh, said in the comments, uh, soon TM, I wonder what, I think, I think he might be alluding to something going on with a project. Uh, oh, I thought that was the joke, the two week joke. Oh, it might be, it might be, I mean, it might be the two week joke. He might be implying that, that, uh, he's thinking about building an LSP. I don't know. Um, but some good back and forth in the comments too. Darth Corn always bringing the memes. Uh, lots of uh, lots of superhero memes and stuff. But yeah, really, you know, it's cool to see stuff like this, especially with someone in Darth Coin who seems to have a lot of uh, experience. Yeah, with this kind of thing. I think it's good that he's just bringing it to light. That there's it, it makes us have this conversation. I mean, there was a, we had one of our own guys here in our little community here that was trying to do this whole LSA thing, where it was like Lightning Service administrator of a sort for some of these bars around town. And even that was really hard for him to do. Um, yeah, I think we were just probably just not there yet. I think you're right. I think we're just not there yet. Yeah. Uh, there's a little, there's too many moving parts, too much that can go wrong, too many errors, that kind of stuff. I think it'll, I think we'll eventually get there, but it requires us not being complacent and continuing to work on it. Yeah. So the next top story is our final top story of the week is uh, Nostra is the decentralized protocol that might replace Elon Musk's Twitter calling him out. This is a Forbes article, 1500 sats, 12 comments and by Lpop4254. Keon, what'd you think about this article? Uh, I thought it was good. I mean, it kind of, it kind of says all the things that we already talked about with Noster and that, and kind of, it kind of takes the angle, you know, mentions the hot topic of, Twitter and what's going on with Twitter and Elon Musk. He probably says Elon Musk a couple of name a couple of times. And then he begins describing alternatives. He mentions Mastodon. Then he gets into kind of describing Noster. Uh, and he, you know, for the audience that is maybe not familiar with Noster, he kind of describes what Noster is a little bit. And then, you know, that that's basically it. He, he says it's like a really simple protocol. He shouts out Domus in there. Did you see that? He does. That he shouts big. at Apple's Domus. He also shouts out Envo, which is like a, a is Reddit that? clone. Oh, is it? Have you not been on I've Envo? I've never heard of it. We talked about this earlier this week, oh, but I didn't show you. But oh, yeah, it's basically Reddit. 
with on built on Noster. Oh, boss. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they kind of, kind of, that's basically it. They don't really say anything too controversial or, uh, I would even say novel. It is kind of for, for the, uh, for the audience. For like, Roger. Roger, we see you trying out there. Thank you for spreading. The I mean, it, it. the audience is not us. It's like, it's, I, you know, I, yeah. I have, a, I have a feeling this was a top story because we're like, yay, normies might be uh, understanding what Noster is. And cause this is like kind of written for, for well, normal What was interesting is you see all, you saw all the, the, the VCs uh, this week chime in on like, yeah, we're, we're, de- we're deploying funding to Noster. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's cool, man. Uh, you know, Forbes, another Forbes article to the bucket. Uh, I think the, the, the two things I got out of this is, uh, they're really gunning for Elon at this point. Um, but, um, you know, you make yourself a target. That's what happens. The other thing I got out of this was just the, um, the sure grass movement of Nostra, dude, like seeing where it came to where it is now is like, it's crazy. Who would have thought? Who would have thought freaking on Forbes? I mean, insane. If you you look, if you look, if you like in retrospect, it's all kind of makes sense. We knew a lot of smart people that were working on it and they were excited about it. That should be enough. You know know what? That's a good point. It shouldn't be enough. I mean, we were all kind of talking about it and stuff and, but we maybe underestimated how significant that was. And then it took someone like Jack to come along and be like, Hey, this thing is actually pretty cool for everyone to be like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It is pretty cool. Jack approves. I approve. This is where, this is where I think uh, this is why it's important when it comes to grassroots movements to make sure the developers are on board with this. You have the, uh, the media on board with this. You have like the whole community roughly on board with this. And then everybody pushes it out. It gets to a certain person like Jack. Jack pushes it out even further. And that's how it works, man. It's just, that's the most beautiful thing is seeing everybody contribute to Nasser in some way yeah. this year. What's kind of, inter- what's also kind of interesting about this article. I wonder if some of these articles would get written if it weren't for the media's bias against like Elon Musk and Twitter. I want like, I wonder if Noster has been, Noster has certainly been benefiting from some of the fallout on Twitter and like a call for alternatives. Oh, you mean, yeah, this was an easy, like this was totally clickbaity. Uh, yeah. This would generate clicks for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a great headline. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, we're going to go into our own top stories. You want to go first with your top story? You want me to go with mine? Well, let's go into this one because it's okay. T- okay. Yeah. So, so my top story of the week is Stacker News. Is that Diamond Hands? No, Nostra, Nostra no. This is like when you like when you like interest someone via email. You're like Car, meet Kyle. Oh, and I thought you that do was it. the X. No, it's like a no. You don't do an X there. You oh. usually this is usually the symbol you use in that. That's oh, how okay. I've seen I, it. I used. always thought it was just like diamond hands. Okay, uh, Stacker News Nostra integration. So there's a great post this week by K Rook, um, and uh, yeah, it, he's he's talking about the conversation that kicked off on Twitter with Fiat Joff and Moneyball, and um, everybody chimed in. There's like over 54 comments, 1900 sats made. What's your uh, what's your take on this? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So yeah. So the, all this Noster buzz started happening like what, two weeks ago or something when Jack started participating. And then I've been getting a lot of inbound from people being like, Hey, when are you gonna do something with Noster? Um, people that I more, I th- pretty sure I was the first one to mention Noster to them are like, <laughs> Hey, have you, what about Noster? Really? Yeah. Um, but, uh, Moneyball angel investor is like, Hey, how do we, how do we, you know, what should Sacker News do with Noster integration, which is great. It kicked off some, some pretty, an interesting conversation on Twitter. I had another angel investor do the same. 
She's been taking Nostra calls all week. I've been taking lots of, lots of Nostra calls, but I, <laughs> I mean, I, and I, uh, I would probably, if I weren't work actively working on something right now, I probably would have done some of this, some, some Nostra stuff. Um, at least like nip five, which is like kind of just like this way of, uh, giving your, like a kind of like a domain name service, but for Nostra pub keys could have done that on stacker news for stacker news users. I'll probably end up doing that once I'm done with the current work, the current things I'm working on. Other things that have been proposed, uh, you know, over like nearly a year ago, well, maybe it's more like six months ago, we've, uh, over the last year, we've been having tons of so discussions about Nostr and Stacker News integration. Um, most people just missed it or weren't paying attention, didn't care about Nostr. But one of the things that, that we've discussed previously was uh, like publishing all Stacker News content onto a Nostr, like a read-only Nostr relay, and just kind of allowing people to interact with Stacker News's content on Domus or Enigma should it support more, you know, that, that type of yeah, and, and, that, and so when we were talking earlier this week, you know, we talked for, I don't know how long it was. It felt like a long time, but you kind of, I had a lot of like questions. <laughs> I was like, so how would it work? Is it hard? Like, would you have to like re because you were telling me like, it's basically just another technology piece inside of your stack is like, how, how does that work Ian, as far as like how you look at uh, that protocol? It would just be like another it would just be like another layer that gets added to Stacker News's technology stack. Like a lot of it would work the same. It's just, you know, in addition to Stacker News running and publishing things on Noster, it would be listening to Noster relays for things that are published on other oh. clients potentially or, oh. or whatever. But the, I mean, the other, the, the complicated part of this, uh, you know, the Noster part is not complicated. That's one of its many strengths is that it's very simple the complicated part is getting Stacker News's incentives on top, built on top of Noster, and like, how does uh, how does that work? How do you make how do you make it so that it's it's still paid to post on on Noster? Like, what what do I need to build on top of Noster to get that to work? That needs to be designed, and that's something I'm interested in and working on eventually. But that's like that's that's what's required for like a very deep Noster integration. There are like these half measures that people are, that we're all kind of discussing in, in the comments here, like NIP5, like us, like us hosting a relay and publishing stuff to it, you know, possibly other types of half measures, but like Stacker News being Noster native and existing on Noster yeah. requires, requires a pretty heavy design effort. Cause it's like, it would be, it would be like building another layer on top of Noster that require, that has sats flowing through it. And it to, and it would, in my, in my imagination, the relays are incentivized. The posters are incentivized. It also costs something to post. So there's that, that spam it's resistance. A, it's the whole thing. I when I was talking to William about this. It's like, he's holding off on the whole, like, I mean, the last time, I mean, that was only two weeks ago. It's moving fast over there, but he was literally just waiting for um, more technology to look at it. And it was going to happen at some point next year, but that's what he said. It was just the, how do you build that value inside of the uh, Nostra protocol? Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't it, know, man. It's a hard. That's a hard thing to crack. Yeah, I don't think it's that. It, I think it can be done. I think. I think you know what Noster has is the like seed of what's required to grow that kind of technology. It just needs to be built, built on a layer on top. Like so many people are building discovery layers, and the clients are getting smarter. Like these things will just develop over time. It's very. That's what I love. That's what I love about Noster is that it's so simple and gra and it, it it enables this grassroots kind of uh development on top but i think there do, i think there will be a time where we have we have incentivization layers on top of it perhaps things that discourage spam 
that kind of stuff. I'm not sure some of the existing approaches to uh, addressing spam on Noster are actually uh, very robust or function properly within. So like I heard, I was reading a thread today on Twitter about Noster spam and people are like, well, why not just have a relay that you pay? And then if you start spamming, you can, well, you can, uh, you can take their money from them. That's kind of like sailors argument on Twitter. The problem is that requires like active moderation. So if you want to, if I just want to spin up a relay in the same way I spin up a Bitcoin node, I don't want to have to monitor it for spam and be like this person spamming. I'm now going to shut them off from my relay, blacklist their IP and take all their money. Now that's really not something I just want to, I just want to, I want to spin it up and I make money. Like that's what I don't want to have to like actively manage it. I don't want it to be a, a I don't want it to be a, uh, I don't, I don't intend to be a, a full-time Nosa relay runner. Um, yeah. That just makes yeah things more complicated. Yeah. It also centralizes things. If I, if I, if it takes, if it takes effort and the more requirements you have to run a node, this is like the whole block size <laughs> yeah. war thing. The more requirements you have to run a node, the fewer people that will do it. It's just what happens. So ideally, ideally, you know, these kind of thing, we have better solutions to this kind of problem. I think. Yeah. I, I also think too, like, you know, it's great to see everything kind of take off in Austria and all that stuff. But I, I seeing it now, I, I see the same problems that we had in Austria November, right? Like some of the same issues are bringing, are coming back and it's just, um, it's hard, man. It's especially when you're trying to make it grow within, it's only been a year, a little like a year and a month since it's been released. Thomas or the no Noster. Is that really only been yeah. a year and a month? Yeah. That's weird. Cause I, I remember it was like, like shortly after October, November, somewhere. I mean, it's not that we're talking like, you know, 10, 10 years or over, over 10 decade in Bitcoin. I mean, like this is, this stuff takes time. Oh, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was, I felt like it was like a week after I launched Sacker News, people are like, when no stir, I, I feel but yeah. maybe, maybe that's, maybe my recollection is wrong, but, yeah, but um, it's, uh, it's coming along. It's coming along, but this was my top story. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. And I think the stackers did as well. So that's why I brought it up. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's going to happen. Yeah, I think there's lots of I think there's lots of great uh great conversation in the comments too. Like Phaedrus here mentions uh that Noster solves if Noster solves some of the pro, some of the needs for Stacker News, it makes sense to integrate it. But like integrating it arbitrarily, integrating it because it's like trendy or a fad right now is probably not the right solution because there might be other things to work on instead. And so I think that's you know, that's the main point. I think I think something like I think Decentral, decentralizing Stacker News does solve a need for Stacker News because if you if you if you believe Jack when he says that there's no avoiding like some of the problems at scale with a social media company that that Twitter ran into, then yes, it's needed for Stacker News to exist like it is today at scale. And that's how you've always planned it. That's how I've always wanted. That's always what I've always wanted for Stacker News. But um, yeah, yeah, and also too, just a uh, fun fact. Uh, next Saturday, we're having uh, Christopher come in. He's going to do his Nostra chat thing. So we'll have that. Um, yeah. If you're in Austin or you want to travel into Austin. The cool thing about it is- 70 degrees right here. It's very- <laughs> The good thing great. about it is so many Nostra developers um, in, in and around Plub Lab. It's kind of cool. It's yeah. Cool. I mean, they're everywhere. It's my, it's my read. Yeah. Or maybe they're, just, maybe they're just all here, but I feel like everyone- Yeah, you're everywhere. Every, every developer I know is, ha- is hacking a little bit on Nostrum. I mean, Paul was talking about. Uh, yeah, man. Everybody's, the, um, yeah. everybody's interested in it. What's your top story? My top story was these lightning tip cards. I actually, I, I didn't read about them uh, too much, but you, they're basically tip cards that you can print out and you can hand them out to people and they can collect sats on them. So. What's uh, the website? Is this? 
Tipcards.io. I felt like somebody was already doing this. What, weren't there? No, but I, I mean, I think people have wanted this for a long time. I, I was talking to Toshi and Blub Lab the other day about printing out like redeemable uh, QR code. Like, is this just Bitcoin like LNURL or something? What's yeah. the technology? Is yeah. It just that like yeah. That? My understanding is it's LNURL. Um, oh, yeah. This is how we did it on the iPod, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. So you just get, yeah, you just, LN, I believe it's LNURL withdrawal and you just get it out. I was meaning to more, to read more about it. I like Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. It'd be cool if you can sell some, like if I could go and like buy some like blah, blah branded ones and then it already has the lightning on there. That'd be cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. Let's see. How's he do it? Let's see it. Does he really just scan it? Okay. I didn't really see him scan it, but. Yeah, he just loaded that, oh, that wow, card. Satoshi. He loaded that card. Oh, does it work on? Okay, so it works. He loaded on that card. They, I guess they scan when you when you scan it. This is the screen you get, and it's like you can receive. Oh wow! The, and it walks you through onboarding onto a wallet, and uh, so you can actually take the sats. Wow! Cool. Yeah. yeah. Gentle orange peeling. I love it. Yeah, this is kind of this is kind of similar, I think, to like light sats. No, no more. No more calling normies idiots, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them to have fun staying poor. Well, what's kind of cool is it has like built in. Have fun. Here's some sats. Who is this dude? <laughs> this, is just, oh, this is like an auto. It's Chandu. Play. Come on. Chandu. Uh, but what's, what's kind of, what's kind of nice is like you give someone this tip card. They're not, you're now incentivizing them, like literally incentivizing them with, with money to like learn how to, how to receive a, a lightning payment, which is freaking cool. Hmm. I mean, like they can't receive the money unless they learn how to receive a lightning payment by the, and so by the end of it, they, they get the money. Have fun, learn lightning. That's right. We'll see. Cool. We'll get into super, super stat, the top stats. I heard, I heard from super test net. Can you believe it? Did you? Super test net. Merry Christmas to you too, buddy. Wow. Even with an accent and everything, he's really trying to make you miss Texas. Super. I love you. Um, all right. So top stackers of the week, uh, Dergigi, I think Ooh, it was his, okay. his post from last week. Stacked uh, we had Sensei, Sensei Get Crypto, I think. It's either that or it's like Sensege. Sensege? Sensege? It could be like French. I don't know. Let uh, us know. Big stacker there. Slathered Loss. Slathered Loss has been posting a lot, which is pretty awesome. Berkland, yeah. Berkland, stacking them big too. Oh, what a great stacker name, UTXO. How did no one not have that? I don't know. They post a lot. He, that user, I, if I recall correctly, posts a lot of ordinal stuff. So Ooh. he's, he's, he's down deep in the ordinal stuff. Yeah, well, ordinal pilling happening. Yeah. Lots of big stackers this week. I mean, all the, it looks like all the top 10 stacked more than 10 K sats, which is pretty, yeah. Look at the top 20, all, everyone in the top 21 stacked. Peter Todd too. Wow. 10,000 sats. Wow. Yeah, OG the, stacking. Yeah. The big G there, Peter Todd, uh, top spenders this week. Let's see. Who topped the charts? It's usually me. <laughs> oh, no, it's not you. Wow. Sacks the Stay owl. Humble, Keon. <laughs> Dang. I'm like, I'm, I'm in the bottom five. How did so that happen? When you start taking calls from Nostra, you just. Uh, Jeez. Yeah. I've been distracted with Nostra stuff. Sacks the owl. Wow. I wonder what he spent all those sats on, but that's awesome. Blockchain Boog. I know Blockchain oh, Boog. I love me some Blockchain Boog. We'll talk about it here in a little bit. Hang on. Blockchain Boog, he donated 200K sats to Stacker News, the reward pool on Stacker News on Christmas, which was really cool. Um, Blockchain Boog, I love you. And uh, yeah, lots of 
I mean, Sam's, I think for his job, um, I, I feel, I feel like I'm kind of ashamed of how few sats I spent this week. Um, but pretty cool, pretty cool spending. And then we'll, now we'll get into some, some graphs here, just like a general overview stuff. The main thing I'm like looking for in the graphs when I come to the graphs usually now is referrals. Cause we just launched that, uh, like a week ago. And it's nice seeing this number, like it's like very slow, but it's very slowly sticking out. Like we had, we had two people, one or two people, it was like three, two, five people earning from referrals. And then wait, that, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I've been, I and put it in the last week. I've been doing it too. I'll have you earned like, anything yeah. yet? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. It'll get, it'll get there. Hey, I usually get traffic from Stacker News. I see. Yeah. So they're already on. Sometimes it goes back. Yeah. It's, uh, it'll work. But what's kind of, and then I'm also looking at the people earning from referrals. So on Christmas, someone earned a thousand sats from referrals and then we're getting like a couple hundred sats a day in referrals. And it's, that's freaking cool, man. These people are just like passively earning sats by sharing stack or news with them. I love the different colors that you guys are using there. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're just, yeah, and then here's all the referrals that are coming in, which are kind of this is on the going. why why don't I ever just go to Agri Analytics? Is it just on the site that you have there? It's on the site, it's in the footer. This oh, isn't wow. it's a publicly available information, people. Wow. So stacker.news slash uh that's visitors. No, no, it's visitors. It's a stacker.news slash users. users. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe it? I can believe it. Pretty cool. Are we going to get into boost this week? Yeah. So I we forgot to do boost the last two weeks, but it's kind of good because uh, we've been getting some Christmas boosts. First one was from Unito Fak. He said, take this humble offering of Satoshi's. He he did it for the F the Snoops episode. Uh, Stacker News 47. And then we have Blockchain Boog. Blockchain Boog, man. He's, our, he's like the number one SNL fan. Uh, he said, Merry Christmas. A big fat sat gift from me to the Stacker family. About the pod, one thing that concerns me is once we detach ID from people, how will we stop and solve crime and prevent scams? We need to find a balance that protects privacy, but also enough information is tracked to find criminals. What do you got for that, Keon? Uh, that's, I mean, it's kind of interesting, but it, I think it's addressed by having scammers pay. So, uh, you know, people, people perpetuate scams because they make more money from them than they spend. And so if engaging in a scam costs something, they're like less likely to engage in it unless they're a really effective scammer. So I don't, I'm not super convinced by the argument that I think in the absence of people having to pay to do certain things, I think you do need identity because then there is something they can lose. They can lose their reputation uh, in the case of identity, but I'm not, I'm actually probably not the best person to talk about identity. I feel like other people are much yeah. more, much more deep on the like KYC identity, what, what the trade-offs are with all of these kinds of things. But that's my read as it relates at least to like what Gigi was saying in that article. Yeah. That was a great article, by the way. Um, I'm still really, really kind of just engulfing that thing. It's so good. Um, engulfing it. Yeah. I will say Bro. too, one way to do it is pre-crime, you know, um, minority report style. I see. We got, we got a, we got a, like a, we get chat GPT to start predicting crimes for pre-crime. us. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Pre-crime. That, that's totally, dude, that totally sounds like a really good product. If you think about it. Chat GPT, pre-crime, pre-scam. Anyways. Um, a good name for a Bitcoin wallet. Pre-crime. Well, 
take it. No, maybe not. That's actually a horrible name. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all we got for this week of Stacker News. Thank you for all the boosts and thank you for the streaming. If you guys want to subscribe to this, we're on YouTube and we're also on Fountain and all these other podcasting 2.0. Send us boosts. We'll answer the questions. You'll get more answers like pre-crime. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Keon. Have a great year. Zap.